Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Yeah. Welcome to J.Ill, a production of iHeartRadio. Well, hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome to J.Ill, the podcast. My name is Jill Scott. It's my pleasure to be here with my sister friends, Laia St. Clair. President. And Aja Graydon Danzler. Here. Isn't that yes. when we were in school? It's like either mm-hmm. it'd be the smart kids would be like present, and then everybody oh. would say here, and it'd be that one kid trying to impress everybody that present. Yeah, and then it'd be the, the asshole kid like, to be like president, like me. That's what president. I, I, I enjoy president. Actually, I thought that I was like cute. president. That <laughs> was like, good. That's cute. She do a lot. I was Who's a class clown. That's me. I like it. I'm into it. I think I was a, a good girl. I mean, a little person. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure of these things. I, I really did get four spankings in my life. Four. Oh, yeah. I was that kid, though. I was. I, no I got like two leg pops. Yeah, that's, a, you know. I got two leg pops. I'm going to need a pole on this, y'all. I don't no, know. I, Does... I did get a one 14-year-old back slap, though. Like, and I earned that one. I did, too. I don't yeah. know. I'm going to have to ask. I mean, y'all are parents, so I'm guessing that's true. That, like, the less spankings you got, the better kids you were. But that means I was bad as shit. But I, I didn't think I was. No, I'm saying I didn't get like a I didn't get any behavioral like feedback from school. Like that was never an issue. Never for uh, me. What? Never. Jill, you lying. I am not. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There was this one time when this sixth grade girl swore I liked this eighth grade boy. I wasn't thinking about that boy. He was long and skinny. I, it wasn't my thing. I just wasn't attracted to the boy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think he was very bright. You know what I mean? But okay. I was in the eighth grade. She was in the sixth grade, but she's as tall as I am. Okay, she's a tall girl. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she brought her cousins down from Ooh. high school girls to fight me. Ooh. What was wrong with her hands? I don't, she was in the sixth grade. She was still a uh, child. Uh, but okay. she told them that this eighth grade mm-hmm. girl was picking on her. I'm like, picking on her. So they come down to the school and they're like, you picking on my cousin. I was like, picking on who? They're like, whatever. I know her name, but I'm not going to say it. And and I was like, I don't pick on anybody. And they were like, yeah, right. You messing with my cousin. And I had to fight all them big ass girls. Mm. One of them had a love ring, right? And like a love and hate ring from it was just. No, one of them had a love ring. And I remember because I used to I used to have really long nails and I used to do my nails every day. I didn't have nothing else to do. Okay. But I did my nails every day, different color for every outfit I had because I ain't had no what? outfit. I had to make it work. You know what yes. I mean? Fingernail polish was a dollar. So I was trying to make it work, you know. And I had dug my nails in this girl's face and broke all my nails off <gasps> in her face. And I thought I had, you know, really done something. And I did. I, I, you know, I took my licks, but I gave them back. <laughs> but when I got into the mirror in the bathroom and I looked at myself, I saw love on my forehead. <laughs> I saw love on my motherfucking forehead. <laughs> and then 
the principal wanted to suspend me. Mm. For getting job? Yeah. Girl. See, isn't that crazy? These girls didn't even go to us. These are high school students. I'm in the eighth grade by myself. Yo, what do you so mean? What, what Miss Joyce say? Because I know she marched oh. up. Like, what, we, let me tell you. Honey, because that's a march. That's a march worthy. So long. It's march worthy. Yes. With them long legs. Let's go. Yeah. Nobody got suspended. She should have. Because she was definitely. She should have got suspended. She's yeah. a person that had the people, people coming up there and all yeah. that mess. For real. That's crazy. What if you had gotten hurt, hurt? Yeah. Hurt, hurt. Just and you could last it for a little while. I had a little bruise and then it was like, Lugh. and Lugh. I was like, mother. Oh, see, light skin problems. Oh. <laughs> Jill, not light skin. What you talking about? That's a throwback right. to whole episode, listeners. I'm just I will lie to you today on the Zoom. I'm feeling that we all looking the same complexion today. So I'm gonna come. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna pull back on the light skin jokes. You mean I'm seminem? You seminem today, baby. I wanna be seminem. It's giving seminem today. Oh, Shut up, that's light. cute. You know we all yellow. Okay. Well, I'll be great. Go ahead, boots. Send my men. Send my men. Oh, I you hate. You're right. You just came from my island. I can see it. The moon, look, the moon is in cancer. The moon is in cancer. See? I meant to ask Amber what that means. She said it just means everybody is deep within their feelings right now. Oh, yeah. In any way in which you are feeling specifically like. Shut up, Asian. It's the truth. Hmm. Y'all remember Yaba who came on the show, right? Dr. Yes. Blake. Yaba so Blake. Yaba hit me yesterday and was like, girl, sis still don't say nothing to nobody. Mm. Uh, she, liked the, she liked the moon and cancer, girl. How long, <laughs> we, how long are we supposed to sit, though? Girl, I don't know. I don't even be knowing. This is just my... You know how your girlfriends, all your girlfriends be knowing stuff and they just bring things to you and you just like, okay, I'm, I know that. Okay, I know that. But when Mercury and retrograde hits, we all like, I'm not signing but that's shit. that's now too. I'm not. Bitch, see, we what? It's all to get, it's happening right now. Shh. We shouldn't even be talking to each other. We shouldn't even be talking right now. Like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we shouldn't be talking to each other. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't be talking to anybody. I don't know. And thank you so much for listening to J.L. the podcast. Right. It has been our pleasure to not talk to you <laughs> no, we listen you, to the stars you take these things you you eat the meat you throw out the bones you know what I'm saying you you heed the warnings uh huh you just here's the thing more than don't talk to nobody be mindful of everybody's feelings be mindful of how you talk to folk be mindful of your own needs mm. oh I feel so bad I feel Tend like our whole your needs. our whole group text exchange today I was in my feelings like I no, right but now. you might have been, and that's okay. It's it's my t- to tend to your needs. Well, maybe we shouldn't talk to to other people, but we could talk to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We could. Look you at know you. what I mean by this, that? The segue, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know they don't know what we mean by that. They don't. We decided that we were going to write love letters to ourselves. Yeah. Why would you do such a thing? Why would you write a love letter to yourself? Because, you know, the world is so busy. And because the interweb is what it is, um, you've got people that you don't know. I saw I saw something on um, TikTok today. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy who was talking about working out with this woman. And he got, he, you know, he stitched himself. And then later on, he comes back and he's, he was saying that the comments... They, that he got, they were talking about how ugly he was and how he mm. never would stand a chance to even work out with that woman. That mm. um, you look like you stink, that you look like mm. a loser. He was mm. just like in, in tears. Like, nah, I, I actually work out. And she said she wanted to work out. And I was like, let's work out together. You know, and he was like, I, I had no idea by putting myself out there in that way what I would get back. And he was like, it was just a lot of nasty, hateful, mean-spirited comments. Mm. So this is one of those opportunities where, you know, if you're dealing with anything remotely like that, whether it's on any of the social medias, whether you're dealing with um, hateful comments from family members or um, from your boss or even from from yourself, Mm -hmm. um, take a moment 
and write a love letter to you. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you know. It's did. interesting because I saw something very similar happen with Kiki Palmer, who was mm. my big fave, and were making comments about her looks. And she just had such a beautiful. I, I don't even want to call it a clapback. It was just a just a moment of clarity. Like, honey, like I love myself. Like, I'm sorry that you have an issue and you felt that you had enough power over me to exert that. But I loved the way that she kind of reiterated that that love for herself in that moment. And I know it can be difficult to dredge that up because even even if you're not having an issue like that, you know, there's a lot of benefits to an exercise like this just in general. Like mm-hmm. even if you're not having a specific issue, it can be eye-opening in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? It can really give you a, you know, a burst in your creativity, your self-awareness, you know, and this is actually like measurable things. They talk about how like this kind of thing can really be good for your mental health, for your emotional health. And like I said, just as an exercise, just to kind of boost and jumpstart your creativity. So, you know, it may not just be an answer to, you know, an existing issue, but just something good to do. I ain't gonna lie to you, like, this this for me wow it was just like hmm you don't realize how much even though you may feel somebody said do you feel loved you're like yeah i feel loved i feel loved but you don't realize certain things that you just don't hear nobody has a better perspective on you than you nobody and you kind of the only person who knows what you need to hear hmm you know, even though there are times when people tell you things and you're just like, oh, I didn't even know I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. But in retrospect, you're the person who knows the words that need to be spoken to you. You know how you need to be treated. You know how you need to be affirmed. And it's like until you actually do it, it's like. It's, it's just a good reminder of what it is you need to hear and how you need to move forward. I mean, I'll say that that's what it is, what that exercise was for me. More Real Talk after the break. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I don't know if uh, what this means, but when I wrote mine, it kind of just flew out. Yeah. There's certain things that I really, really enjoy about myself. And I I just wrote them. So I'm going I'm to read mine first. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Love letter to Jill. I remember you from the beginning when you were small and full of imagination. You played by yourself for hours. You still do. I remember how you read stories to the boys outside. I recall how you kept their attention, how they asked questions, even though you were so much younger. I remember the confidence it gave you, how you rushed home and waited. They always showed up. I remember they protected you for that. I remember when things got dark and you went to work. You got home so late. You gave up your seat for elders, like your mommy said. I remember feeling proud of you. I remember liking you, humming to yourself. You sang to walk to the bus. It felt like a private underbreath joy from me to me. I love that you still sing for nothing and mostly everything. I love that it still lives in you. I love that you remember your grandmother's skin and the feel of her nightgown. I love that you grew up sweet despite the neighborhood and some neighborhood kids who hated your clean clothes and tidy hair and willingness to share. I love that you still love despite jealousy. I have loved you from the beginning. I know your heart. It's been a joy, even through tears, and my cherished pleasure to be you. And I mean that. I love that letter. I mean that, and I'm going to read it to myself again and again. You should. I feel like I'm losing something special or something that's important to me. I loved that I used to go to the store for my elders. In the neighborhood, mm-hmm. I love that I come from from Joyce Alice, who will go around and cut the neighbor's toenails, and I used to be like, "That is so disgusting!" <laughs> like you've seen old people feet, mm-hmm. I've seen, seen them wood feet. toenails, mm-hmm. and she would get she had a whole kit, and she would just go to each neighbor and cut their toenails. And then one day, I remember it being like, "Mom, why would you?" Do that so nasty. I'm impressed, but I did make an ugly face. I did too. I'm making one right now. <laughs> and she said, because a lot of them have diabetes. Mm-hmm. And if they cut their toenails wrong, they could bleed to death. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I love that my grandmother used to say, Kay, come here. You hungry? I love that. And she would invite strangers in for a meal and they would sit there to wash their hands and sit there. My grandmother would feed them. I used to love that about her. Mm-hmm. I love that I am these people's descendant. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of spirit. I, I just had a moment recently in the last two months where people that I love, even from afar, they needed something. Um, They lost people that they love so much and it was just towering and constant. And I, you know, I invited them here. Come here. Let us love on you. And we did. My family and I, we did. We cooked. We played music. We laughed. We I I listened. You know, I just listened. I, I rub feet and run baths. And let them sleep and remind them, you know, that life is still happening, even though this is the darkest time you've ever known. This is the worst loss you've ever felt. And as much as it pleased me, it I mean, it gave me such. I don't want to say pride. It just made me feel. Helpful, useful. I was going to say needed and useful. Yeah, useful and of service. That is a mighty feeling. Ooh, child. Let me tell you something. That is my drug of choice. Girl, didn't that thing fire? That is my drug of choice. To be able to help somebody. Ooh. 
it's got me into a little bit of trouble in my life. I won't even lie, but <laughs> I know the feeling you're talking about. And it is like an adrenaline, not adrenaline. It's less harsh than it's that. It's like a love rush. It's like a, mm, like it just makes you feel like, mm. <laughs> thank I you, God. Yes, like, I got this, this mm-hmm. gift. You know, all of the things that life has brought me is is has is sent me to this place, this home that I call us house. Mm-hmm. I call it us house because when Jet was little, he would be like, Mommy, can we just go to us house? Mm-hmm. And I used to love that, that he wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. So home has become a place for, you know, my friends um, that are dealing with something. You know, I, I can't say I can't make no promises like they're going to walk mm-hmm. out of here feeling 100 mm-hmm. percent better. But if I can get 30 mm-hmm. percent, you know what I mean? Just to remind them that life is is worth living and that the loss may never. You, you it, it doesn't go away. You will always feel it. But if you do the best you can to hold on to the good stuff, the fun stuff. The, the things that learned you and grew you and um, made you dream, you know, those things. Mm-hmm. And especially with from that person. Like you can you you can get through this, too. That's such a good thing about love is that especially when you down is how God will show you a person. You won't even think that it's going to come from that place. Right. It'll just, it'll be a friend that you think is busy or you think is so-and-so or you, you know, and they love you and everything. But that happened to me when my mother passed. I had a friend who called me and just soothed me into a nap. Mm. And it was like the last person that I would have thought, as much as we love each other and care about each other, it wasn't like, you know how sometimes you think, oh, it's going to be this person. It's going to be that person. But in, in that instance, it bonded us together permanently in a way that See? I'm bonded with nobody else. Had some it. people you just some people you just connect with and you like them and you don't even have a real good reason why mm-hmm. you just do. And then years later, many, many, many years later. And you have interactions and they felt good every time. Mm-hmm. Every time you saw them, you had an interaction. It was like, I fuck with you. And you're going about your business, you're going all, all on mm-hmm. your life. And then next thing you know, you're doing a podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, no, no that's, that was a beautiful letter. You know, it's funny. I knew this would happen that when we did this, that I would hear things from you all that would inspire me further. And one thing that inspired me about your letter was that you talked to your little girl self. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to take that with me. I'm going to take that with me. That's, that was a good time. Wasn't it a good time? Yeah, that was a good time. It was a, it was a good time for me. Like I told you, I had was having a tough day when I did this. I was having a, a, a tough day and I was like, yeah. I don't even know what you ever t- think so fast in your mind. You have a series of thoughts and they didn't. It's not like each of those thoughts hang around long enough for you to say, oh, I thought this and I thought this and I got here. But, you know, they all kind of happened in succession and you ended up in a place. That's how I did mm-hmm. my letter. It was like. I was thinking about love and I was thinking about myself and how I would make myself feel better. And it was like, boom, 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 write a letter to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's. That's that's how I kind of got to that moment for for me. I think that's the best day to do it when you're not having a good Ooh, day, child. When you're when you're just like ready to to screw it all, girl. I think that's the best day to to write a love. It might be because I tried to do it on a good day and it made me sad, so I didn't do it. Sorry, that's a that's it had the opposite effect for me. I was having a really good day until somebody said, "Where's your love?" Write letter? yourself a love. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm being productive over here getting shit done and you but want me to dredge this shit up I don't even know if I like myself most days but go ahead Asia inspire me motivate me move me oh child 
right, here we go. That's a that's a tall. That was a tall. That's a tall uh, order. If I wouldn't but, have said it, you would have did it anyway. It's just because of the words that came out. <laughs> Don't you feel like that? I feel like that. Well, Every time I'm about to open her mouth, I get excited. I'm right. like, okay, get She him. just don't like to hear us say what she not do. As good. No, mine is not him. as good as Jill's. <laughs> mine is short, actually. It, don't say it that. It is. But I, I, this, is, this is from my heart. It's from my heart. My heart. Dear Aja, I miss you. I mean, I see you every day, but I miss being alone with you. Just listening to music or eating food just doing nothing or laying quietly. I love how you think even when you bounce from subject to subject, LOL. I love that you like all kinds of art and I love your passion. You're so passionate. When you love something, you're all in. I love that you can keep it cool too. Keep the peace in yourself with others. It makes me sad though that sometimes you feel so unworthy and so unsure. I believe in you though. I want you to take good care of yourself. I worry about you. I love you and I don't want to lose you. I admit I should think of you more. I'll do better. I get distracted easily and I promise to prioritize you from now on. I do love you. I do. I love you. I want to see you win. Always your best girl. That was good. That touched my heart. See, ditto. That's the, everything I was going to say, girl. <laughs> that, that, that touched my heart. Yeah. That was beautiful. Inspired, motivated moves. See? Done. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good thing. For me, it's like, I don't know. Maybe my mindset. And it wasn't like a set mindset. I'm just trying to think back as to where my mind was at the time. But I guess my mindset is just kind of like, what do I need to hear right now? And I can really identify with being about to cry because I did after I read mine. As I read mine out loud to myself, because I was like, let me read this now out loud to myself. And when I read it out loud to myself the first time, I did cry because I did. I needed to hear those words at the time. Mm-hmm. I still do. Like, I needed to hear those words. And when you said you was going to read it to yourself every day, read it to myself every day. You know, because I don't know. I feel like sometimes, you know, and it's funny because I tell people this and I feel like sometimes, and I don't have any resentment behind this because I hear a lot of people talk about it. I have been for a lot of years, my some of my people's go-to person. And I say this mm-hmm. to other people all the time, but it's, you know, how that is when you got to turn things on yourself. I'm like, you know, nobody's coming. Like, check for yourself. You know, and it's like, it's not that other people don't love you. I think a lot of times we're waiting. You know what I'm saying? We're waiting on something to happen. Mm-hmm. when We can really mm-hmm. come and check for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And don't wait to hear the things that you need to hear. Don't don't wait on anyone else to say them, you know, say mm. them to you. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's not and don't downplay yourself. Well, I can't. It's me. I can't say who are you? Who are you to say that about you? Who are you not to say loving things? Who about are you, you not to say loving things about you? You were there the whole thing, the whole time. If you were going to say this to someone else, you would want that person to take you seriously. If they said to you, oh, no, you just saying that because you my, you would be like, no, I'm saying it because it's the truth. So you have the ability to be truthful with yourself. It's a very songwriter like assignment to y'all. I don't know if y'all realize this, but you did. it felt like y'all did that with ease as well, because part of this is what you do. Fair so enough. I think that it should not be gone without saying that, like, you know, it's, it might be a little harder for some of us, others that don't. Time, spend time with ourselves because it's required for our craft to be better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's fair. That's definitely fair. Um, but I submit that you can do write 10, write, make a list. No, you said, yeah, Amber said that and I thought, I was like, yeah, I, I would, yeah, that's a good one. That was a good way to start is with a list. Honey, Amber, be on it. I know. Write 10 things that, um, that you love about yourself. Yeah. And it's okay. Let's start with five and make it easy. What did I say? I said, um, the truth isn't ego. No. The truth is the truth. You are allowed to love yourself. 
And I don't just mean your your bits and pieces, but you can love your bits and pieces too. It's okay. It's all right. Have a love fest. And you are aware. See, that's the thing. You actually are aware. You're aware. You know. You know what's good. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Put it out there. Put that on that paper. Write it up on the it wall. It makes you change the perspective because I, I, I count, count myself. Like I usually sometimes, my father has a tendency to, uh, I tease him. He compliments himself before I can get to it. And um, to a point where like we we argue about it quite frequently. Like, can I just let me say it before like you say the things and then you before you even finish, it's like, yeah, I killed that. You, that was deep. That was this. And um, <laughs> and I go, daddy, shouldn't you let somebody else tell you that, though? Because like you saying it to me, don't you want to wait for me to tell you? And I almost feel bad in this moment that I had these exchanges with him because, no, my daddy is like, I ain't going to wait for nobody. Like, I, I heard it. I said it. I know it was profound. Who if I'm you waiting ain't, on. then who I'm waiting on. Ooh, that yeah. helps. That helps. Now I got to apologize to Ron again. Shit. Hey. Listen, I apologize to my mother in the spirit realm on a consistent basis. Susan, <sighs> I'm sorry, girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Man. sorry, child. Because you Man. had tried to tell me. You had tried to say it. Man. But you know, I mean, that meant you got a good person. Yeah. That happens. As we get older, that happens more frequently than we definitely would like it to, I think. Like you said, Asia, whether your parent is with you or not. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Come on, list. Come on, list. Come on. I got, I got, I I love hard. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. I, mm-hmm. I was about to write something like I love that as loud as I am I am as much a listener true that mm. definitely true that. that's where I'm at I love my friends and my um, I can't do that no. I can't do I love my okay my try I can't talk much okay well 
You can love the tribe you chose. Right. The, your taste in friends. Your taste. I do love. Okay. I love my taste in friends. I'm really good at that. I'm really good. Okay. So what else are we talking about? I wish you, I wish you, you know, this is one of the few times where I, I wish you all could just see the little girl this, face this is, that you have. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's why you, you write yourself a love letter or you write down things that you love about yourself because it just, it, it doesn't feel like a hug. It does. I want to do a combo thing like you and Asia. Like I, I want to come from Asia's perspective and then I want to do Jill. Like I want to do the little girl thing. But then I like that what Asia did, the way she was like talking to herself, like pepping herself and reminding herself. So yeah, that's why I said it's like. And apologizing to herself and laughing at herself. Yeah. All the things. Yeah. Like, that was so lovely. Yeah. It was lovely. We just need like a, uh, I need to hear somebody's to hear y'all I was like wait so what we doing what does that look like what does that sound like well look at that that's exactly what we're yeah, doing yeah I'm glad you were transparent we're letting you hear it yeah we're letting you hear it so that you can do your own mm-hmm. I, I promise you I love my little heart I, do. I can't believe it still works like it does but I'm so glad it does this should feel great it does I love yeah. loving on my parents I do it's, I got things I got I guess I, I gotta do it without bringing you gotta do it but Stop pr- making other people a part of it. Like you, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm trying to tell you, I I deeply appreciate your struggle with this, and I'm so glad you, girl, you a blessing to these people who are listening because it isn't as easy mm-hmm. as it looks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy as it looks, and mm-hmm. it, yeah. I, I don't think I made it look easy. I think I was <laughs> stuttering and in, in, in all the things. I, I was you about to ball cry again. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie to y'all. Y'all felt a little. Co- it was a little. Co- but let me tell y'all why y'all don't think y'all made it look easy, which you don't, because easy would be too much of a simple word to apply to what y'all both did. But y'all have a natural way with words. And so it does appear, and I know, I know y'all, but even to me who knows you, it does appear that it's easier for it to flow out, for you to express your feelings, to put word to feeling than the average person. So yeah, it, it, it without offending you, because I know it ain't easy for y'all, but it does oh, sound- no, I hear you. Like it flows really pretty. Like <laughs> even when you're crying and stuttering through it, which Jill, you didn't stutter. No. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But we I felt it. That was sometimes. the thing. We felt it. I was I like, know. why is that in my throat? I was like, I feel it in my throat. Ah. It comes as if this comes, this assignment comes at such a great time mm-hmm. because I have so much on my plate and so many things to look forward to that easily, I know me, I can get anxious. Yeah. You know, fear exists. I try to fight that mother sucker, but nonetheless, it exists. And I can feel overwhelmed, you know, by all the things that are coming my way. And I, writing that reminded me of the little girl who just did it yeah because it felt good period yeah because it feels good period like i feel such a release yeah sometimes you gotta give yourself permission to feel good like uh thank you for giving us permission that's amber and i think like i said as i as you were doing it as much as I was listening to you, I was thinking about like, dang, what did I, what did I love about myself as a little person, as a young person? I remember recently a, a friend of mine was like, do you remember what you said to me when we first met? I was like, child, no, I don't remember. <laughs> and she was like, you was like, hey, my name is Asia and you should get to know me because I'm going to be famous one day. <laughs> Oh, how old were you do you remember like 15 or 16 I don't know just being goofy you know what I mean like yeah. I was like it, it. the thing about it is when you're young and that fear hasn't crushed you or tried mm-hmm. to crush you yet it happens earlier now if you ask me yeah it does and I think yeah. I think I'm, I love that about myself I love that I was always the first to Fearless. raise my hand like I didn't care I was always the first kid mm-hmm. to raise my hand I Me always too. ready to I take, wanted to read out loud read out loud I wanted to take on a challenge I love that about myself my daughter was having an issue with she's a drama major and she was having an issue with it with something she was having to play and I remember being 12 years old 
and wanting so bad to, I was doing a Shakespeare thing and wanting so bad to be Catherine from The Taming of the Shrew. But I couldn't because they cast somebody else. So my teacher, who was brilliant at the time, she said, well, you know, in Shakespeare's time, women weren't allowed in in the theater. She was like, so all the men had to play the women's roles. She was Mm -hmm. like, well, how about we just do that with you and just flip it around and you could be Petruchio. And I was like, <laughs> and I was, I was Petruchio, and we was like one of the only all black troops in this thing that we came out to perform for. And me and my best friend were Catherine and Petruchio. And I was like the only black girl that had done a gender bending role in the whole thing. So it was just like really cool. Like, I love that that wasn't, I wasn't fearful of that. I see so mm-hmm. many um, kids 12 in the, 13 age group, you know, and they're like 45, 40, 40, 49, yeah. 32, yeah. 23. I mean, that fear gets stronger as you get older. Yeah. It yeah. just takes the first person to shoot you down and then another one and another one and another one. And you're like, oh, am I going to get up? That the first fear, mm-hmm. the first real fear was, was Mr. Levitt's in math. Mm. I know I told you guys about him because I I, I still talk about him in therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That man, he said, you are so ugly. <gasps> I don't know how anyone could bear to look what? at you. What? You are so stupid. <gasps> you should just face the wall. <gasps> what grade? Oh, Mr. I was in the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I had a teacher like that. Wow. It's amazing. He Say his name again. Big fat Levitt. Levitt, Mr. Levitt. Okay. Mr. Levitt. He gave me a big fat juicy F. Wow. Because once my mom came to the school and talked to him the next day, he was like, So I'm mean to you. That's the way he reacted. Could, mm-hmm. That's the way he reacted. And he didn't get he fired. Like, what? No. No, he didn't get fired. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> no, the teachers back when we was kids, they got away with a lot. A lot. That's why I said. They I, did. I, that's why they I apologized did. to y'all when we were talking. I don't know if we were talking to some Mitchell or somebody, and I had a whole, like, regurgitation of Mr. Tyson calling me a bumbling idiot and telling my friends not to hang Ooh. out with me. Mm-hmm. And to this day, Mr. Tyson, he's still around. He ain't that old. And some of my uh, classmates go out to dinner with him every year because that's their favorite <gasps> teacher. And I'd be like, really? I guess for y'all. Mm. Yeah, parents have to come up for that one too, Jill. Yep, 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 yep. But I wish he would have gave me an F because Karimo got a bad life. Let me tell you something. I took that F. I took it. My grade still, still with all the rest of the grades on my report card, I still had a B average. So it didn't destroy me. So I let the fuck go. (laughs) But from that on, that moment on, Every time I got to a math class, I felt like my heart would race. Mm. And I would, you know, because I didn't know what this meant. Is this another moment where, because I was behind in math, I was. How was you in high school in math? Struggled. Mm -hmm. Struggled my ass off. I struggled. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, you know, I was at girls high. So it's good school. You know, when I didn't pass math, I didn't get to walk. Mm. That and I, I attribute some of that to my early education. And I contribute that to Mr. Levitt because mm-hmm. what I because I went to summer school every year, every year, faithfully. He was and every year I got an A. Math trauma. That's math trauma. That's what that is. But, you know, trauma. side note, a lot of girls and also specifically and especially black girls have a lot of trauma around math. Me too, Jill. Have a mm-hmm. lot have a lot. I want to give a moment a little a little shout out to Grassroots Community Foundation. Oh. It had a program specifically addressing this that was spearheaded by one of their young supergirls, Amina, who came up with a program to address this issue with young middle school black girls. Yeah. That's when it starts. That's interesting. It definitely starts oh, in middle school. Like, that is that's deep. That mm. is deep. I didn't know that it was a tribe. I didn't I didn't know that to you. It is a that. real thing. It's a real thing. I want to also take this moment, side note, to appreciate those teachers 
who are out here not inflicting trauma Thank on young yeah. people because Thank as yeah. you can see this stays with us oh, yeah. right Thank I'm you. a shout out Brent Elementary School which I know I've always done, I've done already on this podcast before at some point I'm sure Brent Elementary School Robert E. Brent Washington D.C. circa 80s I would say between 82 and 87 for me but I just want to shout them out Oh yeah! All Every single solitary teacher from kindergarten to sixth grade was a black woman, including science, including music, including gym, including our school counselor. That's a hell of an achievement. And I mean, our principal. Hmm. Shout out to Dr. Francis Plummer. <laughs> Listen, Dr. Francis like, Plummer. I know we was raised in D.C., y'all, but y'all don't understand what Asia's saying. This is really still a big deal. I mean, we, we I went black, to the right? D.C.est, <laughs> the blackest. That is black. That is black. We had <laughs> we had every single one of my teachers and my gifted and talented teacher whose idea it was for me to gender bend that role. Miss mm. Swinton, mm. shout out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These women shaped and molded me as a person from kindergarten to sixth grade. I was taught by a black woman and many of them had advanced degrees. And I think now that I know what I know about how they hire teachers and how principals mm-hmm. are are responsible for this. Now I know that this was intentional and this was done by a black woman, Dr. Plummer, who hired these women who no doubt many of them went to D.C. Teachers College. So shout out. To, to to that school that later on became UDC. So I just want y'all to oh. know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need a round of applause round right of now. Applause. So, round of applause. Just thank, thank you, Miss Gooding. To our little people. Thank you, Miss Warren. Yes. I want to shout out, um, I want to shout out Dana Miller, mm-hmm. um, who happened to be um, Jet's math tutor. And it was a rough go for a while. But Miss Dana has she's out of Philadelphia and I'm, I'm going to send, you know, make sure I send you a link um, to where you can reach her. If you're in the Philadelphia area and you're you're struggling or your child is struggling mm-hmm. in math because she has a way. There's always a giggle. There's there's always um, some level of fun, which I can, you know, like wow, fun, math, fun, fun, math. There's fun math. Math is fun. Yeah. Yeah. I could hear my child laughing in the other room. And I was like, wow, that's impressive. And slowly but steadily, his confidence grew. And um, I just want to let you guys know that there's somebody out there who has a a gentle way and um, extreme knowledge of mathematics and is definitely invested and getting your child yeah. or, or yourself yeah. to another level. Math, we got to put yeah. that grassroots link in there too, because they just oh, a yeah. wealth of, of resources. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. uh, and also too, when I did homeschool with my, my kids, y'all mm-hmm. know, like I said, math, again, not my ministry either. So Come I outsourced on. to Melanie Young, who is amazing also, out of Philadelphia, out of University of Pennsylvania, amazing Black woman, works with black fam all kinds of families but mm-hmm. um she definitely worked with my family and my kids and when they had their homeschool graduation she came mm-hmm. to support them so again this to me that pouring of love into young people and particularly you know around things that we common like traumas that we share that it stays with us, the love and the trauma, but we thank God for the love because we're able to kind of talk about it now and share that and and not repeat those same cycles and paying uh-huh. attention to those things for our own kids. But if your kid come home and tell you somebody done said some wild shit, Mm-mm. believe them. Because they don't be saying yeah. wild things. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Especially when it's coming from a teacher. Baby. When your kid is saying that a teacher, that was like seriously some of the meanest really things. And I and I I did I did I faced the wall. It's like it's unreal. for the rest of the year. But guess what I did? I wrote the whole time. Mm-hmm. I wrote the whole time. I wrote little plays. I wrote uh, stories. I wrote poetry. I wrote I wrote the whole time. Yeah. So that I just started looking forward to that little part because I knew he wouldn't think about me. Yeah. At all. He didn't. He never even said hello that I was in a room. Nothing from that point on. Once my mother came to the school, he never spoke to me again. 
mm-hmm. and I was happy because <laughs> I didn't want I didn't want no parts. More conversation after the break. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you, if you could? Would you? When we come through... It's true magic, because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed, cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. You know, I was reading, um, it's like a young person's book, but it's a, um, a biography on Octavia Butler. And some years ago, like her notebooks were um, discovered and people talked about how she had manifested and written all of these things that she wanted to become. Being a bestseller, what money she wanted to make, the impact she wanted to make. And thinking of her as a little girl and reading about her as a little girl, you said, you know what I did? I wrote everywhere she went, she used to bring a pink notebook. And she published her first story when she was 10. But she got, you know, rejected a lot of times, too. So, like, lots of rejection because she was writing science fiction and, you know, people didn't want to hear that from her. Um, But what's interesting about her story was just you could see the little girl part. So when you told me about when you were like, you know what I did? She was she was lonely. She was a bit of an eyeball. And to combat the loneliness she wrote she wrote stories to entertain herself she would read stories and they would be trash and she would write a story because she would say you know I think I could probably write a better story than this trash I'm reading and I love that I love that because it gets into Toni Morrison who said hey if there's a book you haven't read yet write it Hmm. and I just love that I love the thought of that it can turn out okay that 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 painful experience, that thing that makes that's supposed to make you not love yourself. Hmm. It doesn't have to be the end of the story for you. You can you can no. take that moment and shift it. Shit. I'm like 30 years later, I just realized my teacher that was calling me a bumbling idiot didn't even acknowledge that I was two years ahead of everybody in the school. How am I an idiot? I'm younger than everybody in my class, in my grade. I'm 12, they 14. And you get paid now to give your opinion on a wealth of different things. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. don't call me white girl was was on uh, something, and I, you know, I'm a big fan of hers. Yeah. And she said something. I'm paraphrasing. When somebody is jealous, there's something that you can't even give them. It's not even like it's a purse or a necklace. You can't even give them what they're jealous of. It's something you know that's innate to you. Mm. She said she was like. When I walk into a room, I light up the room. You you darken the room, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what what can you what can you do about that? Nothing. But it but you condemn somebody's light. That's what you can do. They try. They can't. They try. But I want I want to take this moment also to to say I'm sorry that that happened. I'm sorry that he did that. You didn't deserve that. You he should never have been allowed to speak to you that way. And even though those people still associate themselves with him, and I know that that's painful, again, because they were the smart ones. Never, All the smart ones that ended up working on Wall Street and being doctors. It's like the, the group of five Wall Street doctors, lawyers, you know, they go have dinner with him. I'm sorry. Well, you didn't care about any of that. Mm-mm. You didn't care about that. That wasn't your path at all. So he just he completely misunderstood a, a student. <laughs> misunderstood. He chose to misunderstand a student. He chose, he chose to do harm and be mean. He just he harm. chose violence in a way that was absolutely unnecessary, unnecessary, harmful, purposeful in all the ways that a person can be harmful. It's like people talk about language. Language can cut just as much as any kind of physical violence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really I hate that that happened to you and you didn't mm-hmm. deserve that. And I just want to tell you right now, like. You know, whatever you feel about it is valid. I'm over. I just I just say it once and I'm done. I said it. I'm, I you know it's fine. Yeah, we gonna punch his ass out. Shout out, like you said, it's far too many good teachers and great teacher experiences to let him win in that situation. And same with your same with Mister Levitt. What name is Levitt? Levitt. Levitt. Somebody on here know where these teachers work at. Oh yeah. Neither of them won anything. That part. They didn't win. Weren't, they didn't win at all. I mean, Nothing they lost special. in the worst way possible. You all blossomed and, I'm not and became talking about amazing. In their lives, I'm talking about in ours. Yeah. They didn't win, right? At all. You're right. Like not even in the slightest. Oh, Mr. Levin, do you even know? Do you even know? <laughs> do you even know, Mr. Levin? <laughs> Ugly could never, honey. Ugly. Do, you know, do you know what they say about me today, so sir? You know what they say about me in these streets, darling. <laughs> Do you know the fungus to which I cause, honey, by a mere <laughs> smile? Bitch, a, a smile. A twinkle in the eye, bitch. Come take on, somebody. Take the people down. <laughs> take the people down. All they need to see is the smile, and they know it's me, sir. Do they know it's you? Me. Does anyone Bye. know you? Goodbye, Mr. Goodbye. Levin. Bye. I'm going to try my best not to mention him anymore. But it may come up. It may come up. Yeah. That man to which we shall not name. Yes. yes Those right. men mm-hmm. to which we shall not name. Because we don't name them. We name people to give power. That's we right. We unname <laughs> them. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, shout out to the good ones. I, I like your thinking, lady. We unname I like your them. Yeah. We unname uh. them. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, take a deep breath, listeners. Yes. Take a deep breath. Man, this life right here, child. Oh, it's a thing, is it not? It's a thing. It's a thing. It is a thing. Oh, I'm so grateful for age. Some people didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I know it's funny. My, my boyfriend always gets mad because I say uh, it's been a long life. And he's like, why you act like it's about to end? I'm like, no, I'm not acting like it's about to end. But you got to understand, like these first four uh, decades, it's been a doozy. We have done some things. It's been a whole story. A whole story. It's it's many chapters in this book. Woo, Woo y'all. Many. Mm. Think about that. Listen, I don't know wherever you are. I don't I don't know exactly what you're doing except for listening to J. Il the podcast. And we really thank you for that. I would love <laughs> to share this poem about love. Oh, you ain't done that in a while. Come on, Jill. We like it when you do this. Come on, poems. Come on. Man. This is, this is written by Philadelphia poet laureate Ursula Rucker. She writes, On this day, 
There will be no talk of war or politic or disaster or death. Love is alive today. So we will speak only of love. There will be only love on tongue and up and in heart and thought. And it won't be that Hollywood type of love, not TV love, not dime store novel love, and certainly not mainstream music love, 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 you know, love, love that has been worked on, love like gardens and term papers, love that has been nurtured like children and well like children, love that falls, crashes even, burns but dusts off, fixes up and rises, rises, more brilliant than before. Phoenix love, yeah, Phoenix love. So let us speak only of love, healing love. No herbal or over-the-counter love, Mm-mm. real healing love, like God love, like mother's love, lover's love, child's love, like best friend love and change the world love, human love, humans love, love soft, love hard, but just love, enjoy the new garden, work on it together. Ursula Rucker. Mm -mm. She said no herbal or over-the-counter love. First of all, real healing. The combination of which? I cannot take the combination of her words and your voice. It's too much. It was just the the words. words, The words. Fucking. I love you, Ursula. We love you, Ursula. Ah, fucking. You and them words. You and them fucking words. Write the (sighs) words. Some people just have an understanding. Mm. Mm. And so we thank God. We thank God and we send love to the artists, Mm -hmm. to the poets, Mm -hmm. to the songwriters. Mm -hmm. Thank y'all for the words. Filmmakers. Filmmakers. The painters. The sculptors. Thank you. Mm. We thank you. The dancers. Mm. Oh, come on. All that evoking of emotion. Mm-hmm. All the musicians, listen. Mm-hmm. Thank y'all for teaching us how to love. Mm-hmm. Ooh, baby. You had the words, maybe that the actions. But you knew how to say it. <laughs> yeah, we want baby. <laughs> She said, because some of them ain't living it. Hallelujah. We talking about the orange. We talking about the orange. We talking about the orange. I love this show. Take this <laughs> deep breaths. <laughs> Woo. Mm-hmm. Take a moment and love yourself today. In fact, take 50 moments. Take a thousand. Fuck it. Go on and love yourself all day. All night. You're worth it. And so deserving. Thank you so much for listening to J.Ill, the podcast. It is always our pleasure to have conversation that sparks conversation. Love and light, y'all. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Hello, dear listeners. It's Amber, the producer here. I love this episode. I just love when we love ourselves. I really do. And we're finishing it out with Laia's completed assignment. Hey y'all, it's Laia. And yes, I have reluctantly written my top five things that I love about me. And shout out to everybody that's in my tribe that is challenged by this challenge. It ain't easy, but we have to do it. All right, so here we go. In no particular order, Number five, I am a conscious work in progress. I love that about me. Number four, I love that I try to consider all and most situations. Number three, I love that I refuse to give up, but I am not opposed to giving in. You know what I'm saying? Number two, I love that I am open to most things and all kinds of adventures. Uh, Number one, I love how hard I love, no matter the outcome. And a bonus one for you and for me. Well, really for me, because this is about me. I love the complexities 
of my tight wop. <laughs> okay. And now I challenge y'all. See, it's not easy. All right, you do it. Love y'all. See you at the next show. Yeah. 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 Hi, if you have comments on something we said in this episode, call 866 Hey Jill. If you want to add to this conversation, that's 866-439-5455. Don't forget to tell us your name and the episode you're referring to. You might just hear your message on a future episode. Thank you for listening to Jill Scott Presents J.Ill, the podcast. J.Ill is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.